Good morning, good morning. Das ist ein guter für Afrikaner, means good morning for the English people. A guten Tag for the Germans. Wie geht's? Ja, ja, die Produkte sind von Nacht Deutsch. Bevor ich start, let's just uh, pray and we ask the Lord to, um, to work with our hearts this morning. Thank you, Jesus, for this great morning. We thank you, Lord, that we can again be in your presence today. We thank you for who you are, Lord Jesus. We thank you for the opportunity again, Lord God, to appear um, and that you, that you looked after all of us this, this, this festive season, Lord God, and that you protected us and you helped us to come back safely for this year, Lord God. So we, th we, th we thank you, Lord, that we know that you have a purpose for us. Lord God, we are excited to see what you are going to do this year. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that we know as well in our hearts that you are about to do something new. And we can't wait to be a part of it. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 You all, all set for a good word this morning? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very ex ex excited to share what the Lord put in my heart for this year. Just before we start, who of you guys did what we normally do and you set yourself New Year's resolutions? Like you, you go to the gym or start with the gym, start again at the gym, or you eat less sugars and all of that stuff. Yeah? So don't lie, guys. Come on, be honest. Yep, that's it, that's it, that's it. See, thank you for that. <laughs> and, we all, we, and we all have that in our, in our heads. We don't normally share it, but it's still there. So, and it's not necessarily a bad thing. But I believe that something we need much more than a New Year's resolution is a vision from God. We need a direction from, from Him because what He says is eternal and it lasts. And what, what we want always, it's only for the now, for the, the temporary time. So it's not eternal. So I'm going to speak today about um, today a little bit about a vision because scripture says in proverbs it says that without a vision without vision people perish that's right so if we don't know where we go if we don't know what the lord wants for us what are we doing here we just hang around and walk around like a, a zombie And that's not what the Lord wants for us. He's got so much more for us. So that's why he always speaks to us. He always gives new vision to people to give them a direction of where to go. So when we hold on to, to what the Lord says, like if he's there and he says, come here, you have to do this, then we know Where to go so that means what we get a direction and if we then move in that um, direction that he says we walk in his will because that's where he wants us to go so there's there's something about god's um, uh, 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 vision that brings life to us that 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 helps us to be in his will if we follow it amen amen so The more we are in His will, the more we will also experience Him. We will experience more of the miraculous. Who of you guys here wants to see and experience more of the Lord this year? I want to see all your hands. Because that's why we are here. It's not just, hey, like a kerk. Uh-uh. We're going to go deeper this year. We're going to seek more of the Lord. We're going to be more expectant of Him this year. Because 
That's where he wants us. So we want to be in his will and look for more of him and be closer to him. And what we, what we share today as well, it, it, it's for us as the church, but also it, it's for each and every one of us individually because we people here, we make up the church. It's not the building, it's us, the, 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 the people. So what, whatever I'm going to share today, just ask the Lord how that applies to your, your own life and where you are in your walk with Him. Amen? Amen. So, these last few months, um, January, December, Feb, no, where are we? November, sorry, I'm beginning it last year, November, December, and this month now as well, um, we, we, we really sat and we, we prayed and we asked the Lord, Lord, we need a direction for our church for 2022. What is it that, that you want us specifically to do for this year? And um, I was sitting there one day and just praying, praying, and it's like God just dropped these three words in my mind, like boom. Um, I, I didn't even have a chance to think, like, is that not from me? Is that random or what is it? Like he totally told me, honest, this is what you guys need to do for 2022. Um, so that was quite an experience. It was one of um, the th th those ones that like, you, you can't ignore it. You know that you know that's from God. So I'm going to share a little bit more about that today. Um, so the, the 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 words that that, that I received as well. Like, you know, it's 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 very much direction giving. A word. So keep that in mind as I share it. Amen. I mean, so the first one I, I heard from the Lord is focus. The word focus. You will hear me say a lot that you know what you focus on, you will become. What you f focus on, you will receive. So just think the last two years, if we, I mean, if we think what happened in our lives, um, work, the, 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 the marriages, finance, whatever, if we, if we look and we see, uh, I've, um, when, you, when, when you keep on focusing on all those things that happened um, in your life, and it's not necessarily the good things that happened, how did that influence your relationship and your walk with God? It pulled you away from Him. So the, f the, f the, f the, f the first word is actually a really a a big one where we, we think it's, it's obvious, but if it's that obvious, then why don't we do it? So number one is focus on the Lord. Example, say for instance, who here are AC and David, you guys are pilots. So if you're in an airplane and you fly the airplane, you need to constantly focus on the instruments. And if there's a window, look out outside that you are aware what's happening around you so that you can fly safely. Am I right? Focus on that. Say, for instance, you're writing exams. You have to focus that you read the questions right so that you actually answer the right, um, the right answers. If not, you fail. Okay? So it's, it's super easy to, to focus on these things because that's what we see. It's around us. It's in the world. But what does Scripture actually say about focus? Let's um, turn to 
to Colossians 3, verse 1 to 6. So if you have here your Bibles, let me hear you turn the Bible to Colossians 3, and we're going to read from 1 to 6 in the New King James Version. Let me know when you're there. Colossians 3. Okay. So, it says, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. And verse 2, Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth. That's fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness. hope I said that right. Which is idolatry. And verse 6, because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. So I'm just going to again read verse 2, where it says, Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. Set your mind on things above, not on things on earth. So that word set, it actually, if, if you look at it in the the, the Greek, it means to concentrate your concerns on Jesus. Set your mind on things above. Like, oh, that's nice. No, 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 no. It says, concentrate your concerns onto Jesus. In 2 Corinthians 4, Paul says this, this, the same thing. He says, he says that we need to fix our eyes on the unseen because the unseen is eternal, but what we see is only temporary. So he says it in 2 Corinthians 4, and he also says it here in, in, in uh, 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 Colossians 3 verse 2. And that, that means, if he re re repeats it, it means there's something that he wants to speak to us about about concentrating our concerns on Jesus. It's like, uh, who of you guys here were, uh, many of you, you were wearing some glasses. It's sometimes low light. You need to concentrate to see what's happening there. Yeah? Concentrate your eyes, your spiritual eyes, your physical eyes on Jesus. Change your focus on him, look at him and him only. That's what he s says here. Because why? Um, I think Paul knew that when we look towards Jesus, then there's there's so much of that world that we will see and be able to apply in our world here. There's so much of the super natural world that we, we all want and desire that we will see when we focus on Him and we will be able to live according to that but here on earth. Make sense? Huh? If not, just say, hey, uh-uh. But I hope it makes sense. So Paul knows that, yes, our lives will be a, 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 a better when we live with a, that supernatural in this world. So then we begin to live with that same resurrection power that raised Jesus from the dead. We'll be able to live that out because that's our focus. Amen? Amen. How do we focus on God? Because it's, I mean, it's easy to say, just focus on God, set your eyes and towards Him. But how does it actually look like? Well, what do we need to do to 
put your eyes onto Jesus. And I've got a few things here. I'm just going to name one or two. For myself, um, these last few months as well, when I pray, um, I actually ask the Lord to make me constantly aware of His presence. So not when I'm at church and I'm at Hunerflais worship or when I'm speaking with someone about the Lord and just, no, no, all those things, then, I, then I'm aware of Him. No, no. I ask Him that I'm constantly aware of Him. Constantly. If I open my eyes, I know He's there because He makes me aware. When I eat, when I shower, when I'm, when I'm in the little house, wherever, constantly aware that is there. So that's, that's one thing that, that I ask um, every day because that helps me to, if, if I know he's there, then I, I, I think straight. My eyes are on him and not on, on the things around me. Um, the second thing is, and, and I've sort of said that that already is, I pray. Because why? When you pray to God, it's not close your eyes and you pray and you ask him for, for whatever. It's, it's a conversation you have, have with him. It's a conversation like you have with a friend or a wife or whoever. And you, you can't, you can't um, speak to him like this, like, yes, God, and, and so on. No, no. You engage with him. And you talk with him. And when you talk with someone and they share with you, you have an interest in them and, and they have an interest in you, it helps you to focus on them. And it's a normal conversation. It's not these high words or whatever. It's just, how was your day, God? Mine's a bit rough. I bet yours are not. <laughs> but you just talk with God. And you just spend with him, spend time, but it helps you to bring you into converse, con connection with Him. Make sense? Number three that, that I have is um, you have to serve God with your time, your, your gifts, your money, talents, not just here at church, but wherever you are at home, your workplace, if you use everything that you have, your giftings or whatever, your finances, your workplace, if you use that to help extend the kingdom, you serve him, and by continually serving him, you naturally begin to focus on him. So say, for instance, um, because I also do photography, I'm on the side. Um, I've got a side hustle. If I do photography on the side, is before every wedding or, um, or something that I do, I always ask the Lord, Lord, this is just a tool of photography, but if there's anyone here that you want me to reach and to talk about you, Send them to me. So I, I even I even use that to to um, to bring the kingdom wherever I go, and every time, every time, there's at least one that the Lord sends. And okay, is is that your is that your full time job? I can know, but thanks for asking. And then there's Jesus. Make sense. Amen. I'm, I'm, I'm happy it, may, it makes sense for someone. The second word that the Lord shared is trust. So the number one was, what was the first one? Focus. And this, 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 the second one he shared with me for this year is trust. Now, there was a time, I can't remember when, in 20-something-something, something, we were still friends. Um, no, 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 no. 
Okay. Um, I, I was in the hospital in South Africa, had malaria, and I was about to be, uh, get my wings and, and go. Um, so I was there, like, nearly dead. And in essence, in short, there was nothing I could do in that hospital to make myself whole again, I, 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 to heal myself. I was completely de dependent there on the doctors and, and it, or whatever they did. I had to trust them to do what they know best. And, well, I made it. Thank you, Jesus, for that. So, now that we focus on God, we're going to begin to see things happen. We're going to begin to see He's doing something there. He's doing something with those people there. And He might do something in and through me as well. If I trust Him, I allow Him to do those things. If you don't trust someone, you don't allow them to do things. That'll be stupid. Uh, AC, if, if you have a new student, say for instance me, <laughs> and you take me now on the airplane, you won't give me the sticks to fly because I've got no idea what to do with the airplane. You can't trust me to fly that thing. It's just the way it is. So the same thing with the Lord. We need to trust Him. We need to allow Him to do things within our lives. If not, what are we doing again? The good thing is there's some advantages when we trust God. If you are a believer in Christ, you will experience peace and joy when you trust God. And I think that's something we all want and need desperately in this world that we are in now. Here's a thought. To the level you trust God, to that same level you will experience peace in your life. Let me reread that. It's just... To the level you trust God, to that same level you will experience peace in your life. Why do I say that? Let's turn to Romans 15 verse 13, and I'm going to read that one from the Amplified. Romans 15 verse 13. Okay, you all there? From next week, guys, bring your Bibles, please. I want to hear paper. Anyway, here we go. Um, Romans 15, it says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. I absolutely love this verse. May the God of hope, so Paul pray for us as believers, and he says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing through the experience of your faith that by the power of the Holy Spirit you will abound in hope and overflow with confidence in his promises. So that peace and joy we can only receive when we actually trust God. If we trust Him little, we have little peace, little joy. If we trust Him a little bit more, we have a little bit more peace and a little bit more joy. If we trust God a lot, lot of peace, lots of peace, lots of joy. Make sense? I think we all know Philippians 4 that, that says that when we give all our cares to God, 
that he will give us. So if we give it to him, it means we entrust him with it. He will what? He will give us a peace that goes beyond our understanding. And it goes on to say that that peace, it's not just a... It's not just that. It says that that peace, the Friede van Heere, it will guard our hearts and our minds. So it will actually, it's actually also a protection mechanism. It's not just a feeling that we have of, like, oh, no, no, no. It's much more than that. He says he will, his peace will actually protect us when we trust him. Make sense? When Jesus says that my peace I give to you, he encourages us not to be afraid. Can we turn to John 14, verse 27? I'm just quickly going to have a sip of water. John 14, verse 27. It's on there. Yeah. Who's speaking here? Jesus. And he says, Peace I leave with you. My perfect peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled. He says, don't be afraid. Don't, please don't stress. Nor let it be afraid. Let my perfect peace calm you in every circumstance and give you courage and strength for every challenge. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be afraid. He said that for a reason, because he knows that we can have troubled hearts. Like we, we, we can be afraid. There's things that trouble our hearts. There's, there's things that makes us afraid. But he, he urges us. He says, peace I give to you. So if, it's, if he gives it, we must receive it. We must entrust God with everything that we have. And then we have that peace. So I believe that when we, when we trust the Lord 100%, it can be that we don't have troubled hearts anymore and we have the peace. We're not afraid anymore. This is what this implies. How do we trust God? What do we need to do to trust God? Because again, we can speak about these things, but it's it's easier said than done. Here's the number one idea that some of you will like, most of you won't. <laughs> Write it down in a journal. Write down the things that the Lord did for you, is doing for you, will do for you. Write it down. Because why? Oh, but Johannes, pastor, I don't like writing. Well, a voice note. You ask someone to write for you or just something. But we, we need to do that. Because why? When we, when we have a reference of what the Lord did in our lives and what He is currently doing in our lives, we begin to see, hey, there's a, there's a pattern. God is faithful. I can trust Him. Like, okay, cool, but um, yes, you're honest, but you're now, you're a pastor, the Lord, He does many things with you, and I don't have a thing. Well, if you don't have a thing, a promise or something that the Lord did for you, then 
get something. <laughs> Easy. And if you struggle with that, go look in the Word. Because if you look in the Word and you start at chapter 1, Genesis 1 verse 1, in the Beningi, um, from there until the end, you will see all the promises that the Lord made to His people. And because you as a believer are part of His people, the, 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 the promises He made here should mean something for you. It should say, oh my word, He, he did this with those people. He fulfilled it. So then He is a faithful God. I can trust Him. Uh, if you don't have something in yourself, get something or start reading scriptures. Scriptures talks about everything that we we can't we can't not trust God if we read His His Bible. In Hebrews, even in Hebrews two, even Jesus he said that I trust my Father. Even he said that. And I mean, he, he needs to have a really good trust relationship with his Father and the Holy Spirit. If not, we won't be here. So, number one, write down things. Number two, get in his word. Um, if, you, if you look it up on Google, you will see there's someone that already did the homework, but there's lists and lists of promises of Lord that he actually fulfilled as well already. And there's still that will come. So learn to trust God. The more you, 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 you do that, the more you will trust what it says in its, its word. Just an interesting fact, um, a fact and then we, we, we go to the next point. But it says in Psalms 138 verse 2, it says that for you, so God, for you have magnified your word above all your name. Psalms 138 verse 2. So you have magnified, that's not God, you have magnified your word, this is the Bible, above your name. But yeah, we sing these songs like the name above all and there's nothing ab 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 above your name and all those things. And why now does it say in Psalms that you have magnified your word, scriptures, above your name? What does that mean? Just think, if his word is not true, what effect would that have on his name? Just think that the creator God puts so much trust in his word that he puts his word above his name. So, who are we not to trust what? Scripture says. For me, that is a massive revelation. We we should not um, take for granted His word. Amen. There's a lot to it about that writing down part. Like we have a at home, we have a little book. Me and Marissa. That and in this book is a lot in here, mostly her writing. I tell her to write. <laughs> Clever. I'm also not a writer. But in this book is all the promises that the Lord has for us individually and for us as a husband and wife and for us as a church. And we have it in here. And there's a lot in this book that, like, Tick, tick, tick. And the Lord, he answered this, he answered this, he answered this, he did this, he did this. Like, we can't but not trust God. Because this shows he is a faithful God. And that l leads me to number three, and that's the, the last one is f the faith. 
So we have focus, the second one is trust, and now faith. So focus, trust, faith. That's the three words for this year that we're going to focus on in faith. So to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and to trust Him 100% with everything we have, we need supernatural faith to do that. That's not something we can do from our own strength. Okay, no, I can't for sure. What does Scripture say about faith? Let's turn to Hebrews 11 verse 6, and I'm going to again read for you guys from the Amplified. Hebrews 11 verse 6. Okay. And it says, But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that He rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek Him. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. So you can do all the good things, do all the right things. You can pray, but you pray, Jesus, heal me from whatever sickness, but you, you doubt it. That's not pleasing to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please a God. And how many of us, me included, I do it many times still, and the Lord convicts me on that, that sometimes I pray to Him with doubt. That's, then I can't expect Him to do something. It's not pleasing to the Lord. Scripture actually says it's a sin to pray to God with doubt. Let's not do that. Let's then not doubt when we pray. Because He's a, a God of the impossible. Amen? So, but without faith it is impossible to walk with God and please Him. So, faith pleases a God. When we have faith in Him and it pleases Him, we receive strength, we receive rest in Him. Why? Why if we focus on Him, we trust Him and we have faith in Him, why do we find rest and peace? Because when we, we to do all those things, it, it means that we truly commit our lives to Him and He becomes our sole source of um, sustenance. Hey, that's a new one. Sole source of sustenance. I didn't write that one down. But He, he, he is then is, is now the one that fully sustains our lives in every um, aspect. That gives us joy. That gives us peace, strength, and rest. There's no more frustration that we have in our lives. Because why? Where does frustration comes from, come from? Self-effort. Frustration comes from self-effort. So if you are very frustrated all the time, rethink of how you do what you do. And where is the Lord in that picture? Amen? Ooh, that's something that the Lord speaks to me a lot about. It's because you want to fix it on your own without Jesus. So, <coughs> now when we find that true rest in Him, like why, why do we find that true rest in Him? Because we know He sustains us, but it also says, with all these things it says in Hebrews 11, it says that we now have a, we now are assured that His promises and His workings in our lives will come to fulfillment. 
So now we fully give our lives to Jesus. And yes, I know it's not something that will happen overnight, but it's something that we're going to start, and we're going to start to work on these things today still, as a church, as individuals. And last, second last scripture, can we turn to Mark 11, verse 22 to 24? This is where Jesus explains what happens when we fully trust Him, put our focus on Him, and have faith in Him. And He says there, so Jesus answered and He said to them, that's His disciples, have faith in God, but remember you can only have faith in Him when you focus on Him and you trust Him. You can't have faith in nothingness. Yeah. So, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not, that does not doubt in his heart. Okay? Faith, you pray without doubt. If you pray with a doubt, it's not going to happen. Okay, but believe those things. Uh, where am I? Um, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says, according now to the will of God. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, we know this text and we speak a lot about this text about having faith and everything. But that faith, faith comes with focusing on God and trusting Him with everything that you have. And then you will have that faith. Your prayers will be answered according to His will. Practically, how do we have faith in God? How do we get that faith? Number one, there's a few things here. I'm just going to name one or two. But um, number one is start by being involved in a church because it's always good to be in, in a community, but a, a church that teaches truths and removes lies from our mindsets. Not just a happy, clappy, wunderfleisch church, one that teaches truths according to the scriptures. That you can see there's fruit. It actually sets people free and brings people closer to God. So, you get involved in a good church. Number two is, Surround yourself with people that have more faith than you. Like you can't, and, and, and that's where it, it comes in who we hang out with. If, if we hang out with people and friends all the time that uh, there's not levels of hear my heart, but if their faith does not lift you up, and make your faith stronger, and you have to rethink who you hang out with. Your faith always needs to, to grow, always. If it stands still, you need to rethink a few things in your life. So, s surround yourself with the people that have more faith than you. When I started off with my photography long ago, many years ago, I I um, contacted a few heavyweights in the industry and I asked them if I could hang out with them and to work with them so that they could help me with my, with my, my, my skill. If not, I would still be today on YouTube struggling how to switch the thing on. So it's like a, a mentor. Like 
look for someone with more faith than you, hang out with them, learn from them. Last one, second last one, let go and let God. You've heard this before, but to be able to let go and to let him, you need to trust him. <laughs> like, come on, like, uh, let go and let God. And then you will see your faith will start to grow. Pr- practically, how do we have faith in God? Or how do we, 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 we get more faith? And I say this with a lot of respect, but don't be lazy. Go do things, go look for things that you know if you do that, it will grow my faith. And go and do it. It doesn't help just every now and then, what not, what not. Go and actively search for more because when you search, he provides. Okay. Amen. In John 16, it says, These things I have spoken to you. So, all these things that the Lord now says to us. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, everybody. I have overcome the world. Focus on Him, trust in Him, have faith in Him. That's going to be our living word, Namibia's focus for 2022. Amen? Happy with that? Excited? You're going to get involved? Yes? Yes. Thank you, guys. So, that's my word that I've received from the Lord these last few months. Um, and and we're gonna we're gonna go a little bit more in depth with this within the next few months and so. But today we're gonna conclude with um, communion. Again, we're gonna do this thing. Um, we're gonna do this today a little bit differently uh, because we know the Lord is a lot of new things. He's not always gonna do the same thing all the time. He's not predictable. So, to take a communion is a command that we received from Jesus. Because why? He said we must take the communion, we must be baptized. There's a few things that we must do. Why does he say we, you must do it? You must have a communion. Like, yes, it's, it's something that he says that it reminds us of what he did for us on the cross, right? That's, that's what we normally hear and teach at a communion. But say, for instance, say, for instance, um, your wife reminds you that in two or three days or a week you have a wedding and an anniversary. You are going to do everything not to forget your wedding anniversary. <laughs> Opinion not asked, but okay, taken. <laughs> now, the same thing with a communion. The Lord wants us to remember what He did. Because why? Then we are focused on Him. And we can trust Him now because why? We see what He did on the cross. We see the effect it had on mankind. We, we see the results of, of, of what He did now that we can have an option. We can choose now to be with Him eternally. So all these things He did for us. So that's, that's one um, aspect of having a communion is to Focus on God to trust Him and then to walk out in faith and and to believe that what He did is also for us today, it's also for me today. Amen? So, 
normally with a, 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 a communion, we we think about all the negative things as well that happened to the Lord on the cross and everything, but we must also try to f focus on the good things that comes from that, that he's actually, uh, 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 um, he's actually there to bring sustenance, um, sustenance for us. He wants to sustain us. He wants to, to bring us peace, happiness, joy. He wants to give us um, blessings. And so for today, what I'm going um, to ask you guys to do is the following. We're gonna. Ha we, we 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 will. Um, ha our team will hand out some piece of uh, uh, papers, and I want you guys to to sit for a few minutes and write down. You first you ask the Lord and you write uh, down that one one big thing, just one thing, that you feel is keeping you away from fully walking with God. What is that one thing that keeps you from walking with God? Is it addictions? Is it some hidden sinful thing that you do? Is it just you're overworked, you're tired? Is it a sickness? Is it a, like a mental thing? Like what's that one thing that keeps you from fully walking with God? I want you to write that down, and then, uh, um, and then each one on your own. Um, I, I want you to come and t t t take that piece, and you put it in this bowl here. So this is not for the empty cups. This is for that one thing that the Lord now will sp speak to you about. And while you ask the Lord to speak to you about it, I want you to pray and also ask the Lord to release you from that burden, to give you the strength and the power through His Holy Spirit to release that from you so that this year you can walk in a closer relationship with Him. But when you have it, um, and we're going to put on a song, then in your own uh, uh, time, write it down when the Lord said uh, what it is. You, can, uh, you come and put it in the bowl and you take your, your um, communion back to your seat and in your own time, have a communion with the Lord. Next time we'll have it again as a, a, a group, but for today, in your own time, just you, yourself, and God have communion. Amen? And you, you give that, that thing that holds you back, you give that to God. You now entrust Him with it. And when you drop that paper there in faith, also be expectant. What does it mean to be expectant? It means don't doubt. The Lord says don't doubt. Be expectant that yes, He will rem remove that thing from you. He will walk with you. He will, um, this year, He will strengthen you to remove that from you. Amen. Amen. So um, if, if you all have a piece of paper, you can put on the music and then, uh, and then we take it from there. Amen.
And so while you pray, just, uh, just know that when you faithfully focus on God and you, you, you trust Him that He promises you that He will not forsake you. He promises you that He will give you strength. He will give you rest. He will give you peace. That's something that He wants for all of us. He wants us to have that peace and joy and rest in Him. And I believe that as we we turn more towards Him in this year, as we focus on Him more, trust Him more, and walk out in faith that the Lord will bring restoration in our lives. This is a year that the Lord will come and restore that which was stolen from us. And the Lord's way of restoring is not the same way as in the world. He restores by that what the enemy took. He comes and restores that, but then he adds on to that because he's a good father. He loves us. He wants the best for us and for his children. So we are stepping into a year of of restoration. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here. Thank you, Lord, that we can step into 2022 holding your hand, Lord God. Thank you for that, Jesus. And Lord, I pray what this, 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 this psalmist says, Lord God, in Psalm 95, where he says, Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into your presence, Lord, with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to you with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. Yes, Lord, we want to enter 2022, Lord God, on the right foot. <laughs> we, uh, Lord God, we want to enter your gates with praise and thanksgiving, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, we want to praise your holy name because, Lord God, you are worthy of our praise and you're a good God, Lord God, and your love for us endures forever. Yes, Lord, as Scripture says, is your faithfulness, Lord God, can be seen from generation to generation. We thank you, Lord God, that you are a faithful God. And we can trust in you. And I pray, Lord, for us, Lord God, as a church, that you will give us pure hearts, that you will make our spirits humble, Lord Jesus. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will teach us your ways, Yes, God, you are a God of love. And I pray, Lord, that whatever is happening in the world around us, that as a church, we have your love within us and we love people the way you love them, Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord, I pray that you will make us strong not to judge people according to what the world says and what the world demands but that we love them with the same love that you have for them. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. And I I pray, Lord, that you will, for us as a a church, that you will strengthen us with your Holy Spirit, Lord 
God, that we can truly focus on you, Lord God, that we will be able to easily trust you with everything of our lives, Lord Jesus. And I pray for your supernatural faith to come onto this church. We want to see more of you this year, Lord Jesus. More of you and less of us. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus and Father. Amen.